0: one faith fam i want to give a shout out to brandy banks of the forgiveness movement check out her content that is featured on our website we are she is a passionate woman of god who is all about helping people heal from past hurt and find forgiveness through her organization Purpose by God, which helps people find their true purpose within the body of Christ. All of her contact information is found on our website, so be sure to check out and support the Forgiveness Movement. Fam, welcome back to week four of this series that we're in called Meet the Fam. And man, if you missed last week's episode, please go check it out. Um, You can see it on YouTube. Check it out on um, all podcast streaming platforms. This week is going to be another doozy, another another one. So, But uh, I'm excited because, you know, like I said, this is something that was near and dear to our hearts. This is something that we have observed and something that we feel the need to to express and I'm pretty sure that a lot of people feel the exact same way and you know as preachers we can't be scared to talk about topics we can't be um, timid about opening up about things we have to talk about these things and we have to you know unfortunately or fortunately um, preach against these things because we want to see the body of Christ um, as a whole uh, be more effective in in upbuilding the kingdom. And one of the things about this episode is that you're going to hear um straight from the heart of two um passionate preachers, two passionate men of God who loves um the Lord, loves people, and most of all we love our church. So, without further ado, if I go any further, you're missing out again <laughs> on the show. So, I want you guys to tune in and and be a part of the conversations. Um Check us out on our YouTube channel. Check us out on all social media platforms at It's One Faith. If you have trouble finding it, go to our website, weareonefaith.com. You can find all of the information there. You can also find information on Omar's podcast, on the Picket Perspective, um, and also his wife, him and his wife, they have a YouTube channel together um, called Virtuous Beauty uh, with his beautiful wife, TT. So make sure that you guys check that out. Make sure that you guys um, like, subscribe, uh, share. Be a part of the conversations be a part of everything that they have going on support um, each member of the one faith fam as you would support me if not support um, them even more because we're a family we're all about playing on the same team man. it's not a competition it's not a sprint it's not a, a a relay race or anything like that we're in the same race together we're doing this thing for the upbuilding of the kingdom so Without further ado, fam, uh, open up your hearts and minds to receive the conversation, <laughs> part two of the conversation between me and my um, brother, um, Elder Omar Pickett.
1: Day it's almost night. And I don't want to lose.
2: An idol and making our race everything, and I think it happened to be really because pride in itself has not been checked. Um, And we have been almost been taught almost because of everything that's been going on. We're we're aware of our history, we're aware of the oppressions of times that uh, the black community has faced historically and even now. And sometimes it causes people to just really, really hunker down, Mm -hmm. and it causes this excessive. Pride that has built up um, with being black. Yes, we love being black. I'm not telling anyone not to love being black. This is not someone who hates being black or preaches self-hatred at all. But biblically, everything has to flow from God first. The mm-hmm. Bible says, "If any man be in Christ, he's a new mm-hmm. creature. Old things are passed away, and behold, all things become new." There's not going to be a white heaven and a black heaven. Mm-hmm. And as far as I'm concerned when this earth when you know i take my last breath this body will go to the ground it will go to the dust and when i go to heaven i'm not gonna be a black spirit i mm. just gonna be gonna be a spirit, I'm just gonna be a spirit. Hey. and so all the blackness is not gonna matter when i stand in front of him mm. and so so much of me i have to allow my faith in jesus christ to be first and foremost what defines me and if i don't allow that if i allow something else to take preeminence over my faith in Jesus Christ. Now I'm already off. And I'm already now. I'm already unbalanced, and it's already going to lead me into places I really shouldn't be.
0: So, do you think we can confuse the two at times and say that Black Lives Matter is a false god, even with Black people? Because it seems like now it's it's all Black everything. Black, Black, black Black, 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 Black. <laughs> and like, do you think that you know we're we're drawing more to an idol image? Are we worshiping an idol god? Like uh, like how in the Bible, how um, people worship the prophets of Baal, or the, not the prophets of Baal, they, all, they worship the idol of Baal. Do you think that Black Lives Matter, um, in a sense, can be shown as an idol and how people are now worshiping that idol, that false idol, and saying, oh, I've, I'm proud to be black and I'm, I worship my blackness, you know, I love the color of my skin and things like that?
2: Mm-hmm anything that is given an excessive love can lead to a problem mm. anything mm. and so even things that you know can be can be good even things that can be there's you know, something that we should be proud of some things that should be something that we you know are not ashamed of because the lord made us this way we should be you know you know the lord looked at it and said it is good we should look at it and believe that it is good. good so there's nothing wrong with you know you know loving your blackness but everything has to be in its right biblical perspective i think the the example that we really you know were bringing up was i think it was a couple years ago as a preacher it came out and um, when they were discussing really their faith in reference to their race Mm. and they talked about how they're defined first by their faith Mm -hmm. over their race and it faced a lot of backlash yeah And I think the reason why it got so much backlash is because people have never had to really put their race in check Mm. and realize, hey, I'm not saying this is not something that's important to me, but it's not the most important thing to me. If it's the most important thing to me, then I put myself out of position. I love my wife, but I can't put my wife above God. I love my parents, but I can't put my parents above God. I love my Oklahoma Sooners, but I can't put my Oklahoma Sooners above God. And knowing something else we got to do, we have to be careful that we don't look at this like it's an answer to a test. you right. I remember, and oh, man, I'm really going to get in trouble with this, but I'm going to say it. Same. I remember when I was in school and I was looking at the potential of joining uh, a fraternity, mm-hmm. and, you know, something I prayed about. And I ended up not doing it. I love uh, the guys that were in the fraternity. Many of them I still keep up with today. Um, you know, really good guys. Uh, many of them Christians. And so I don't have anything disparaging to say about them. But there was something that they were saying to me that threw me off. And mm. maybe just convicted me. But it was the way that they talked about how much they prided mm. what they did. Mm. And the way they talked about how much... They focused and centered their life around their fraternity or around their sorority or around the way it was so important that it took up everything they did. But if you asked them what was most important, they said God. Mm. Now, you can say God's the most important thing to you, but if I look at your actions, yeah. what's really most important to you? Mm-hmm. And I think what ends up happening is we become so enamored in our blackness, so enamored. In our skin color, so enamored in our race, of course, if someone asks you what's the most important thing to you, you're going to say God because you know that's supposed to be the right answer. But what you really showing is it reflected in your life? Mm. Is it reflected in what you do?
1: Mm.
2: You know, take a look at your posts on social media, and is it about faith or is it about blackness? Just over the last m- week, last month, yeah. do your own assessment check and say what's taking up more of your time. What's taking up more of your energy? And if that's most important and it's not God, mm. then you really need to do an assessment of yourself. Mm. You know? And so make sure that you're putting yourself in the right place and not putting something ahead of God. The Bible says, I shall have another God's before, before me. And that could be anything. That could be anything. It doesn't mean those things are bad. The bad thing is we put it in the wrong place. Mm-hmm.
0: And it's funny you say that because. Um, and it, and it kind of leads to our next point, too. But it's funny you said it because it, it makes me think about uh, when I was in college and I was presented to um, one of my friends. They really wanted me to join this fraternity. And I was hesitant about it because I was like, I do not want to be a part of it because those who know what church I came out of <laughs> at that time, um, you know, we don't play with that. Um, and we were very against that. And then I just happened to go to the party. I was like, you know, I'll just check out the party. I went to the frat house with the party one night. Um, and it was, it was all cool at first. And then next thing you know, they got into the middle of the, um, the frat house and they just started doing this little chant and this little dance, um, kind of like a stroll. And in the middle of the dance, like they just, the chant that they were saying was like, am not going to call it a fraternity, but they were saying all of them are damned to hell. And I'm like, nope. you want to say that? Like, <laughs> <laughs> you want to be a part of that like and from that moment forward it was like i'm not i'm not interested in being a part of fraternity and i've always said this from the time i've been in college till now you know i don't want anything to say or anybody to say that they um hooked me up along the way i don't want nobody to say that they uh, are responsible for me being where i am today i want god to get the glory and the credit out of all of that and that's one of the reasons why I didn't join a fraternity, because I said I, I trust God more than I trust the fraternity or more than I trust the, the partnership and the brotherhood of the fraternity. I trust God more than that. And it's not to put any fraternity or sorority down or anything like that. But it's, you know, that was just my personal conviction. You know, I didn't want to do that. Did I want to join fraternity? Yes. <laughs> yes. But I wanted to join them for all the wrong reasons. Not to glorify God. <laughs> <laughs> Not to glorify God. That's yeah. the number one thing, but um, but yeah. So and it kind of leads to our next topic, um, about pride. Um, and it's <laughs> you, you really ruffled some feathers with that uh, fraternity statement and everything like no, that. Because, I'm, I'm just getting started. No, you just get started. Yeah, i just getting started. <laughs> <laughs> because that that right there, I mean, that it opens a lot. Because I remember having this conversation with one of my friends, and he was telling me everything about his organization. He was like, you know what, T? He was like, um, everything that um, he, we were listening to a, a message from Bishop, and he was like, everything that Bishop was saying about fraternities and stuff is true because, you know, when I was going through the um, the process, and he started telling me everything that they had to go through in the process, everything they had to say. And this this quote and this chant that they said, pretty much that kind of, me, affirms their statement that they are a god. And they're not really a, a human being. They're more of a God. Mm. And that goes into the the topic of pride.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, the Bible says in, in Proverbs 16, 18, that go, pride goes before destruction um, and a haughty spirit before a fall. And when you look at that kind of, and, and kind of parallel it to everything that's going on in the world today, has today's culture endorses pride even though it's against what God has ordained
2: with that. This is just my opinion Mm -hmm. so people may disagree with me. I think the biggest cancer affecting the body of Christ today is pride. Mm. I think the biggest issue facing this world today is pride Mm. because it is totally, almost totally unchecked. Mm. It's not being dealt with it is not being addressed Hmm. and we see it everywhere you talk about pride month this is a pride culture we've got you know we've got black pride we've got um you got, you know. Even we talk about, you know, your favorite sports teams. There's so much pride in that. Yeah. For Sooner pride, I mean, you know, this is just me talking as an OU fan, an oh, Oklahoma man. fan. I, I, I hear pride all I mean, the time. I'm an Eagle, Eagle yeah. pride. You did, you did. You know, I think people went to, A&M to hear Aggie pride, you're right? A so you know, <laughs> right. everything is talking about. We are in a culture that celebrates pride. Mm-hmm. And what is pride? Pride is an excessive love of oneself. Mm and excessive love you can love yourself you can love it too much anything where the love of it surpasses the love for your heavenly father it is sinful in the eyes of god in fact in the bible when he was talking about the sins that god hates the first thing he lists is a proud love.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: the very first one the very first one that really crosses his heart is pride and the biggest issue I find with it today is that for the most part, it goes unchecked. It does. You don't hear sermons about pride in church. You'll hear sermons in church about a lot of other topics. <laughs> but pride don't you boring. be drinking? Right. Don't you be doing this? But would you really hear about pride? How can the preacher talk to you about pride when he has it himself? Mm. You know, how can you go to a conference where they literally will stop the praise and worship for the person to come in. And then that person get up and preach to you about pride. How? (laughs) I mean, I mean, you can't say anything about it. You know, because if there was a sermon, really the pulpit needs to hear it before anybody else. Mm. How can we, how can we have a sermon about pride when, here we go, I'm really going to get in trouble. When every person has to get up and announce what their offering is, because really they want everyone to know how much they gave so they can really feel better.
0: Boy, if I had a Hammond be right now? <laughs>
2: because let's be really honest, don't nobody really care how much money you've given. You just want everybody to know so you can think you're big and bad. It's your ego. It's okay, sure your ego. So how can that person do that in the offering and then turn around and preach to you about pride? Jesus. They can't! Because they need to be the first partakers. And so if the pulpit's not addressing pride, how can the congregation address pride? If the church isn't addressing pride, how can the world address pride? It is a big, big issue. How can the person who's angling for a seat on the pulpit so they can look important then get up and talk to you about pride? Mm.
1: They
2: can't. Mm. And so there's a real pride issue in the body of Christ. And that until that gets dealt with, they're not going to be in position. They're ill-equipped to preach to the world about it. Mm -hmm. So why is the world gung-ho on pride? Because the church is gung-ho on pride Mm -hmm. And why is the church gung-ho on pride? Because the clergy is is gung-ho on pride Because it's all about positions It's all about titles It's all about how high can I get You know what it reminds me of in scripture It talks about uh, when Jesus is dealing with his disciples And remember how uh, James and and John Had that favorite ass Mm -hmm. Because they wanted to be on Jesus' left and right hand side mm-hmm. That's the church today
0: mm-hmm.
2: I want to be on the left and right hand side mm-hmm. I want to have the biggest church mm-hmm. So I can look like the biggest one though. Yep. So I can be the one with the most Instagram followers mm. I actually saw this Oh my goodness I mean I'm really getting in yeah. so much trouble uh, <laughs> I, I saw one time It was a preacher And he was Ministering online And he started talking about How Um You know how the Lord uses him in different ways than uh, other people, and how some people didn't like that. And then this preacher, this minister of the gospel, in his response said, Well, look at how many followers I have versus you.
0: And Mm. I'm like, Mm. What pride?
2: Pride, pride. Mm. How can that person then talk to you about pride? they can't and it's just it's such a it you know it's all it's you know right now there's just there's just no real heart to deal with it because it dwells within the hearts of the leaders Mm. and we as the body of Christ have to deal with it so that we can at least address the rest of the world when it comes to it
0: But you know it's so it's so interesting because like you know the Bible says there's spiritual wickedness in high places And when you look at that and you look at the sin of pride, you know, that falls in that category of being part of the spiritual wickedness. And it's like, you know, you look at so many of your favorite um, leaders and, and the ones that you have admired all these years. And it's like you see that sin literally all over them. And as hurtful as it is, it's like, man... That man is really prideful because if they weren't as profitable as they were, you know, they won't have they won't have the following that they have. They won't have the 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 ability to, to attract as many people as they can. And it's like, bro, how can the church can how can we fail in that area? We preach against so many other things that we don't preach against the, the, the sin of being prideful. And it's like, and it's and it's matriculated down throughout the church because there are churches where if the pastor is very prideful. Then guess what? His first assistant is going to be very proud. Mm-hmm. And then guess what? Who else is going to be very for The second assistant. And you know who else is going to be very proudful? All the elders on the elder board is going to be very proudful because, they, and like you said, they're angling for a position. They're angling for things, so they don't care who they have to put down in the process. They don't care about what piece of gossip that they're attached to, or no, not they're attached to, but what piece of gossip that they're um, able to come up with about someone else, so that they can angle their position or get a much favorable position than another person. And that part and that right there that pisses me off about the church so much because you're we're looking at things for we're looking at things that seem to be more important than things that actually do matter, which is the things of God. Preaching people into heaven, preaching against sin, doing the right thing. And it's like we would much rather focus on positions, titles. Um, offering money, you know how many services we can hold. Are we going to open the church? Who's going to open the church? Who's closing the churches? You know we would rather talk about these things than actually talking about what's more important. We would have, we would rather talk about um, political things than to rather talk about you know preaching people into heaven. It was like does that stuff matter in the church anymore? Does preaching people into heaven matter? to the church anymore because we would rather talk about these things than rather, than rather preach heaven than rather preach the gospel. And we're living in the last days. I mean, it's, it's so evident with everything that's going on in the world today. We are living in the last days. You listen to this. Get yourself right. We are living (laughs) in the last days. And it's like we would rather talk about other things rather talk about things that really matter
2: and you talked about how I love what you talked about as far as you see it when it starts with the leader then it gets to the assistance and then it mm-hmm. gets to the other because I, I heard a, I was talking with the minister and he brought up that the oil flows it does and so you see the that oil that's, that's deep. will flow, <laughs> it will that, flow that down. arrogant prideful spirit that's on the leader down. will flow down to the rest of the congregation and so when the leaders get it right mm-hmm. can the leaders repent mm. Can the leaders go, God, it's not about me anymore. It's about you. Mm. Can the leaders have that sort of mentality first, and then they'll actually have the heart to preach that to the congregation?
1: Mm.
2: And so I think that's my big thing is that, you know, if we really want to deal with the issue of pride, it's just, in my opinion, right now, it's not going check and Mm -hmm. right now it's running rampant because it's still in the hearts of
0: too many hearts of of too many leaders Mm -hmm. and I feel like we're in this specific season I feel like God has done this specifically for a purpose he orchestrated this thing for a purpose not just to um, to to cripple the nation but I feel like he is really showing us who is really for him People have have been showing their true colors Mm -hmm. in this season and it's as blatant as day and if you don't recognize it (laughs) you're missing it (laughs) and it's so it is so scary because like me and my wife was having this conversation um, earlier it's like it's so scary because you see people would rather follow like a clone or be a part of something than to really think for themselves or to really think that, you know, hey, is this God like? Is this is this Christian like? Like is this really what God like, what what he cares about? And I mean and it just and it just and it just drives that question home because it's like, man, you look at everything that's going on in the world today, um, and it's like God did this for a reason. He wanted people to sit back and, and just and just look back and say, Hey, I need to get things right. I need to get things right with God. Because it looks like things are winding up. It looks like we're in a new chapter of Revelations every single day.
1: Yeah, look at each right? Stepping outside to see what chapter of Revelations
2: is right? going on.
0: And it's like, bro, it's like, bro, how can we as a church be missing the mark on so many levels? And it's like we are missing it. We would rather talk about politics. We would rather talk about Trump. We would rather talk about things than rather talk about God. Hey fam, look, now is not the time to be living in fear or to be feeling hopeless about what's going on in the world today. I know that there's a lot of uncertainty, a lot of pain, a lot of anger, and a lot of frustration, but just know that you're not alone in that. You see, I want you to know that God has not forgot about you, your dream, your vision, or his promise. See, God will provide for you. Not only that, but God has never left your side, even when it seems like he has. I just want you to know that whatever you're going through or whatever has your heart feeling so heavy right now, just let it go. Give it to God and allow him to give you love, joy, peace and a sound mind. If you need prayer or want to know more about this Jesus that I'm talking about, text one faith to five, five, four, four, four. Again, that's the number one in faith to five, five, four, four, four. I will connect with you and I will pray with you.